episode 15 coming at you. Hot as a motherfucker outside today. Wouldn't say too hot. I could just see the haze in the air, see the pollen, kind of gross. But we're fighting through it. Summer's upon us. If it's not here, it's very fucking close. But I love the warm weather. I love really cold weather, too. It's the days the days that bother me are the spring days, where you wake up and it's 40 degrees, and then you go outside around lunchtime and it's 75. Those days are the ones that can go to hell. Because you can't get dressed. You don't know what to wear. You don't know. You go for a run in the morning. You're sweat. You're freezing. You come outside for lunch. It's fucking hot. You come home at dinner time and it's really fucking hot. And then at night, you're like, oh, I'm going to take a cold shower, open the window. And you wake up at three in the morning and you see your breath. So spring, although it is my favorite time of the year, it's also the hardest to prepare for weather-wise. So at least I know it's going to be hot and get the AC going. I can judge on what I'm going to wear outside a little easier and just understand it's going to be a warm one. Get the car started early, shit like that. But we're not here to talk about the goddamn weather. So... <laughs> Uh, that being said, we got a brand new movie review coming up for you. And this one is going to be, uh, like I said yesterday, is going to be about the Netflix series, Netflix show, or next Netflix movie, original movie on Netflix, entitled A Man Called Otto. Starring Tom Hanks, Mariana, oh, oh, got an ad there. Mariana Trevino, Rachel Keller, and Peter Lawson Jones as Ruben. So, quick synopsis on this movie. Quick summary. What's this? What's it called? A quick, um, quick rundown, I guess. Quick storyline. That's what we're going for. Storyline. So, a man named Otto is a remake of the. Fantastic original film adaption of the novel called A Man Called Ove by Frederick Backman. Ove is a curmudgeon, the kind of man who points out people he dislikes as if they were burglars caught outside of his bedroom window. He has staunch principles, strict routines, and a short fuse. People call him the bitter neighbor from hell. So that's the original plot of the original movie. I think it was made in Sweden. This movie, same shit. Um, Just the Americanized version. So Otto is a grump who lives, who's given up on his life following the loss of his wife and wants to end it all. When a young family moves in nearby, he meets his match in a quick-witted Marisol, leading to a friendship that will turn his world around. So, Tom Hanks, he is a family favorite, personal favorite. I don't think I've ever seen, I'd, I'd say maybe seen about four movies of his where I'm like, eh, this movie kind of sucks. Um, this is not one of them. I, this is not his best work, but it's also not his worst work. And you can see during the movie, it starts off extremely fucking miserable. A little dark. A lot, Actually, not even a little dark. It's a very dark tone off the rip. Uh, it takes place in Pittsburgh, I believe. And it's cold. The sun isn't really out in the movie at all. You can tell right away that it's not going to be a movie that is has a good... Has a good uh, has a good tone going for it. So it gives you the suicide warning on the front end saying this is going to depict and talk about suicide. So here's your trigger warning. And then it gets right into it. Um, you meet Otto right away. He's in a store. He's shopping. He's kind of doing his own thing. And I think within like the first 15 seconds, he has an encounter with one of the employees that works there. And right away, gives him an attitude. He's very... He's, he he reminds me of the old like the 
the the judge from my cousin Vinny is a good if you ever seen that movie just very by the book very direct automatically you're like something's up with this guy and he's cutting a rope so you're like this guy gonna kill himself in the first 10 seconds of this movie like he's legit cutting a rope and testing its strength in the store next encounter 10 seconds later he's yelling at the other store clerk about paying for six feet when he ordered five he shouldn't have to pay an extra 33 cents and you could tell like immediately like Otto's kind of an asshole like he's just a dick and you don't know anything about him yet uh you don't know any of his backstory but it leads off with just how Tom Hanks's character Otto is just a miserable person to be around and there's various encounters throughout the entire movie where you you're like there's no way this guy can be this mean and he's just mean he's like the old dude in the neighborhood that's just nasty to be around and he's just a grump he's just a grump so this it gets kind of confusing in the movie um like i said they I, i'm pretty sure it's in pittsburgh pittsburgh yeah i'm reading it right now quite very quiet suburbs but it's on like a like a townhouse kind of road like these are individual houses they're all connected and it's on a private road there's no way in no way out except if you live there and he pretty much goes around he says i have to do my rounds and his rounds just include like shoveling the driveway um pretty much making sure everyone in the neighborhood is abiding by the rules so if someone is doing some shit loud he calls them out if there's cars driving through that don't have a permit he calls them out like he's very outspoken about it and he's very he does it very in a he does it in a smart way where it's like more an insult not just him yelling he kind of makes he kind of does like the disappointed dad thing and then really gets on you so there's a lot of that going on it goes back and forth and then you finally get the whole reason he's kind of like this it starts flashing back a little bit and the actor that is the younger tom hanks in this is played by his son not chet not <laughs> not chet hanks who uh, speaks Jamaican. The the younger Tom Hanks version in this, the younger Otto, was played by his real-life son, Truman Hanks. And Truman Hanks is kind of... He's kind of a goof. I don't know. He doesn't really say too much in this movie, but that's Otto's character. He's a very principled, straightforward, slightly autistic, I think, but very um, conservative-looking man. And it flashes back to him getting denied by the military when he's a young kid. He's about 23, I think, somewhere around there. Between between 18 and 25, flashes back to him getting denied for the military because he has cardiomyopathy. And they're like, you're not going to have a tough life. You just can't join the military. So uh, that's his first, your first encounter of him kind of being a little depressed. And then it flashes back to current Otto and he's miserable. So he's you know yelling at the neighbors and the first encounter he has with Marisol the person who's kind of saving him from suicide is they're moving into the neighborhood and they they they're driving a U-Haul like a U-Haul trailer and they're backing it up they're making a shitload of noise they're hitting the curb and Otto's not having a good time he comes out to yell at them and round and around we go Otto's insulting them they're spanish they're like hardcore they have a hardcore accent in this movie and uh he's basically he's just a curmudgeon like that's all he is and you learn for the first 30 minutes it's kind of i wouldn't say a slow movie but it's kind of the same thing over and over again he's just a dick and the flesh is back again and that's when you meet sonia so he's leaving the army recruiting station and he's getting on his train he sees this girl drop a book and he's like i gotta go get it 
he doesn't say anything. He's, it's very like Truman Tanks is not in the best shape. He's a little chubby. So like he runs, gets the book, gets on the train, gives it to the girl, and that's his wife, Sonia. He doesn't obviously know it yet, but you know, he's very quiet, very timid. And the he lies to her. He's like, Oh, I'm in the army, I'm shipping out soon. They flirt and that's and then it flashes forward again. And now he's becoming now the Marisol, the nosy neighbor, is just kind of being annoying to him. Like she shows up at his house, she's giving him food, and he's kind of just being an asshole the whole time. He's not really warming up to her at all. And he's doing his rounds every day and he's yelling at all the neighbors. And you see like different encounters with different people. He yells at the paper boy. Um and this is pretty much all it goes. It, the whole beginning of this is him yelling and then flashes back to him and Sonia. So you're getting to kind of warm up to him what's going on. And then he gets back into the rope situation, which uh, it gets a little hairy there, but he's tying a rope to the ceiling. He's checking it. He's putting newspaper down. He gets the chair to make sure he can stand on it. He's very meticulous and he's very OCD like in his preparing to kill himself. He gets on the chair, decides he's going to do it. Drops off the chair, and as he's sitting there struggling, Marisol's outside, like, calling for him, not knowing he's hanging from the ceiling right now, but, like, she's out there, like, Otto, 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 and that was my shitty Spanish accent, Otto, Otto, and uh, the rope snaps, or it rips the it rips part of the, the screw out of the ceiling out, and he falls down, and he walk, opens the door, he goes, what do you want, you know, like, I'm trying to do something in here, and she's, like, inviting him over for dinner or something, so he warms up a little bit to her at this point. And continues down the route of he's still an asshole, but he's kind of warming up. And the kids, her kids are Uncle Otto or they call him Abuelo Otto. Grandpa Otto, basically, is what they're yelling to him. And uh, he starts warming up to them a little bit. She's bugging him. She's up his ass a lot. Now now he's like kind of, you could tell like he was a nice guy. You could tell he wasn't an asshole this whole time. And then like you're finding out more about Sonia and how the neighbors all know Sonia. And how they've all been there forever. You meet the new neighbors. Uh, not the new neighbors. The old ass neighbors that have been there forever. Uh, they've been in there just as long as he's been there. It's going on like 30 years or something crazy. So the neighbors that live across the street. That is played by the actress Juanita Jennings. She plays Anita. And then Paul Lawson Jones who plays Ruben. They've been in this neighborhood just as long as Otto and Sonia. And you could tell like they're all older he, Otto's obviously older and there's a little bit of a disconnect between their friendship um, I had, I grew up in a neighborhood similar to this like we all grew up together we've known each other for like 40 years but we don't really talk it's just kind of you stay on your side I'll stay on my side kind of thing you get that vibe from them and you have there's no clue this kind of this is the part that kind of shocked me there's you don't have any clue that they ever were friends it just seems like they were neighbors and you're introduced to them and what they're going through and his friend Ruben it goes He's the the neighbor, one of the neighbors too. You find out that he's in a wheelchair and that him and Ruben, Ruben and Otto were friends when they were younger and they used to compete on who has the better car. Was it a Chevy or a Ford? And Otto being his stubborn self and Ruben, who's pretty much the same person as Otto, just it's the same person. They get into a fight about what's better, Ford or um, Chevy, and they stop talking. That's... That's like as far as they really explain their relationship. And Ruben is now in a wheelchair. So Otto goes over there and he's like, I'll help you out. But you have to give back my hose that I let you borrow like 10 years ago. So 
And then there's another neighbor going around, Jimmy, who's like doing weird shit. He's like a stay at home guy. I don't know what he actually does, but he's always like running around and like stretching and just kind of being like the obnoxious neighbor. And he has a really thick lisp. So like all these people are around Otto and they all piss him off. That's everyone that he encounters in this up until this point, which is like an hour into the movie, pisses him off somehow. It's it could be anybody. And he encounters them and he's either yelling at him or he's he's pissed off at him and he's still trying to commit suicide this whole time. So he can't, he couldn't do the rope from the ceiling because the ceiling ripped out. So now he's going back into his car with he parks the car in the garage. He does the hose trick where you stick the hose in the exhaust pipe. You run it through the window. You roll the window up and you just sit there and you pass out and die from asphyxiation. He's doing this and he has another flashback to Sonia. And this is when it gets into what happened to Sonia a little different. So they're young. They're having fun. Um, you know, they're happily married, all this stuff. They're doing everything together and they're taking a trip up to Lake Placid or something like somewhere far away. They're on a, they're on a bus going through mountains and stuff. And he gets up to go to the bathroom and he turns, says, you could tell like something bad's about to happen because like the way he turns and looks, the camera pans right on his eyes and he goes into the bathroom. You hear like the screech of the brakes and now everyone's tumbling around and he gets out. He finds Sonia who's still alive, but she lost the baby. She was pregnant. She lost the baby and she's paralyzed now. So his whole gripe from this point is that the neighborhood they grew up in or the neighborhood they just moved into isn't handicap friendly. And this is before they had like federal laws and state laws against doing this. But there was no ramps, nothing built. And since he's like a really nice guy and like he's just a genuinely good person, he would like carry her to these meetings and like carry upstairs and all this stuff. And you can see when he starts changing into this asshole. But he still loves his wife. It's not like, but obviously, if you get married to someone, you guys are young, you guys are having a good time and stuff, and now your marriage doesn't fall apart, but now your wife is paralyzed and your whole life is changed now. Like that's that's going to change the dynamic in a relationship. No, I don't care who you are, you know, till death do us part, but up to an extent, you know what I mean? Like, so like he's, you see him start stressing out about this stuff and he's yelling at people. He gets angry. Like he's, you could tell like it's, this is bothersome for him. And while this is, while he's trying to commit suicide, who knocks on the, who's knocking on the fucking thing. It's the neighbor, Jimmy, who's running around stretching and it's Marisol and they're bothering him again. He gets, hey, what are you doing? He starts screaming again, and then they need him to help, and they help him with something. But now you kind of can tell, all right, you understand why he's committing suicide, and you understand he was happy at one point. It just, his life changed. And he's back in the, with Anita and Ruben. He's talking to them, and I think Marisol is there, and Jimmy, I think all the neighbors are there. And they're talking about how, they knew Sonia and, you know, they were happy for him, but they were sad that she died six months earlier. Obviously, she was bedridden and stuff. And ever since then, that's when Otto kind of went off the deep end. And he um, does a good job of explaining it. But I'd say they could have made they could have added about 20 minutes to this movie and explained it a little better how they were friends when they were younger. But you get the vibe that they all obviously they all obviously love Ruben or love Otto, but they understand like, hey, this guy lost his wife and he's been going through it for like 20 years. And now she died six months earlier and he's mentally just checked out of all this stuff. But the Marisol, who's like annoyingly Spanish, and I don't mean that in a racist way. If anyone knows any Latinas, they can be loud. 
they're very in your face. They're very family oriented. So she keeps coming over to bother him and stuff. And, you know, he finally kind of lets her in a little bit, but not up to the point where he's telling her what happened with Sonia. But she knows like, hey, Sonia died. It was from cancer and she was paralyzed and all this stuff. So she's kind of being nice, but he's still a dick. And you're getting the full picture of why Otto is the way that he is. And you're waiting. You're kind of waiting for it. I know I was. Uh, you're kind of waiting for him to commit suicide. You're like, is it going to be at the end? Is it going to be in the middle? And then we're going to be like the life after kind of thing or whatever. And it's this strange encounter he has, which ends up being like the main plot point where this rich dude in a BMW keeps driving down his road, blasting music. And of course, this pisses him off. So he um, he stops him and he's yelling at him. And the guy's like, I know who you are. We have files on you. We know exactly who you are. Um, you know, sorry about your wife, but pretty much we don't give a shit. Like, see you later. And they speed off. And it turns out that guy is the he's the real estate company that owns the the property that the houses are built on. But they don't do they don't do any good job of explaining that. The same way I just did a terrible job of explaining that, they don't do a good job of explaining that either. So so during this whole exchange. There's this kid that keeps riding his bike up and down the road delivering papers. And, of course, Otto gets pissed off at this. I don't want your paper, this and that. The kid turns out to be transgender. And he was a student in Sonia's class when she was a teacher. And Sonia was, like, the first person to, like, accept him as transgender. Because this is, like, before transgender became a thing that's acceptable. And he's like, I knew your I knew your wife. She was the nicest lady. She helped me through a lot of things. Like while I was getting bullied, she always kept me after class to make sure I was okay and all this stuff. So they have this connection now of they both knew who Sonia was. And they knew how, how what a nice person she was. And his name is Malcolm. I don't they don't ever say what his previous name was, but you can tell Malcolm is a little he's like he has two jobs. So he does one job and he says he has a job overnight. You can tell he doesn't go home that often. So he flashback to, or not even flashback, this is just Otto now. <laughs> he gets the shotgun out, he lays down newspaper, he puts this little thing under his foot so he can hold the shotgun, and now his plan is to just blow his brains out. Like, that's going to be it. And this is this is the part where I thought it was going to happen, because I was like, they're playing the music, you know, um, it's a song I've heard it before, I was on Handmaid's Tale, Kate something, it's a sad song. Like, you're like, he's going to do it. Like, he's sitting in the chair. He's looking out the window. And the gun goes to his mouth. And he, like, has, like, a, not even a flashback, but, like, a vision of Sonia telling him, like, you need to live your life, not come and see me. Like, it'll be fine. But you need to live life now. And he, like, pauses. He, like, hesitates a little bit. And he's about to do it. And then the the door knocks. And it's Malcolm. And he's kind of all worked up and he's like, can I sleep on your couch? And he's like, of course not. Like, cause he's still a dick and he's carrying a shotgun and he's like, of course you can't sit. Like go to a hotel, go to your, go home. He's like, I got kicked out. My dad doesn't understand me. And now Malcolm sleeps over. He wakes up to Malcolm making breakfast and he goes outside to make his rounds and all this stuff. And this is another weird part. So he goes to the train station. I'm not really sure why he's at this train station, but Someone falls on the tracks. They have like they like passed out and they fell into the tracks and the train's coming. He gets in there, pulls them off, and he's standing in front of this train. And like you're like, is this how he does it? Like it's one of these weird situations. He gets pulled out himself, just misses it, and he becomes like a local celebrity for pulling out this gentleman that fainted. So now this social media 
reporter. They keep calling her social media reporter. She's sniffing around a lot now and he's a dick to her. Yada, yada, yada. So overall, the movie is him being dicks to people, them being nice, and then he finally warms up to them. If that's the best way to put it so far, and you keep flashing back to his wife and everything. But there's this one guy, the guy blasting music in the BMW that's just bothering. He's something that's up. And he ends up being like the, the villain in this whole thing. And what he does, he works for the real estate company, Die and America, which is a weird name. And he's trying to get, they're trying to get Anita and Ruben out of the house. And they're like, oh, we understand you have these health issues. So we're going to have to move you and put you into Medicare or put you in private care. And Otto was like, how the hell do they know you have these health issues? Like, they shouldn't know that. Like, that's none of their business. Like, they're just, they're real estate people. Like, why would they know that? So Otto does like his deep digging and he realizes that, that these people have been, the real estate company has been reading their health files from some, some like they've been like hacking into a website, I guess, or some shit. I don't know. But he's like the hero at the end of the day and he confronts the real estate company and everyone gets to keep their house and you're like, oh, happy, happily ever after. But that's not really the end of it. <laughs> um, this is where the movie kind of should have ended, but Obviously, something has to happen to Otto. And like as he becomes the hero and he's like happy with himself and he's living life, they show pictures of him, Marisol, and the kids and the family. And he buys like a brand new truck. He takes the he takes them out all the time. And he's pictures on their walls. Like you could tell some time has passed. Not a lot of time, but some time has passed. I would say it's like a year has passed and he's having like a good time. He's finally like happy. He's still sad. He explains to Marisol what happened. Um and how it's just like he just wanted to kill himself and she's crying whatever and he goes to leave or wait so they wake up the one day marisol and her family wake up the one day and they notice that he hasn't snowed his driveway yet and it's like a normal thing he wakes up the same time every day shovels the driveway makes his rounds as they call it where he yells at everybody and he just didn't do it and like that's weird he's been doing the same thing since they've known him and everyone says he's been doing the same shit for 30 years so Marisol knows right away. She's like, call an ambulance. I'm going over there. And they, she has a key at this point. So she lets herself in. And he's upstairs and he just had a heart attack on the bed. Like he didn't kill himself or anything. He left a note for her saying like, I didn't do anything stupid. I just died. Like he knew it was coming because of his heart, heart condition. And he dies, leaves all, the, leaves all the money he had, which was a lot because he's like, I didn't spend any money. Like I did the same thing every day. I was very conservative. I don't, I didn't buy toys. We didn't have kids. So you can have all my money. You can have the brand new truck. Um, you can have the house as long as you don't sell it. You can have the house. It's paid off. And like, it's emotional. Like, you know, like you're sad. You're like auto you, but, and that's how kind of how the movie ends. Like, you're like, all right, well, didn't see, not that I was rooting for suicide to happen, but you're like, so it ended up being exactly what you probably thought it was going to be. Like, it was either he was going to commit suicide and it was a movie about suicide or he wasn't. It was going to be happily ever after. There was no scenario where he was just going to be a dick. Like it just I knew that going in. I'm like, it, one of two things are going to happen. And being that it's Tom Hanks and he doesn't really do these serious roles like this. It never the movie never really sat well with me. I said that yesterday. Like if I'd give it a seven, but if I couldn't pick seven, I'd probably give it a six because it was kind of predictable that. At that point, you're like, he's going to commit suicide. But then this new neighbor comes in who's full of life and she ends up saving his life basically by just being 
a person, like a happy person. And she's always happy to see him, all this stuff. And he ends up talking to all these people that he shut out of his life. And it, he realizes like, oh, maybe I'm the asshole. I shouldn't be a dick and I should just be a nicer person. So that's why I would give it a six. It's not a bad watch. It's 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 a tearjerker. I mean, when he's about to kill himself with the shotgun, you know, the tears start flowing and you're like, is this and because you're like rooting for him. You're like, don't you don't have to be an asshole, man. Like, and that's the thing about suicide is like, I understand people do it, but like you don't have to. You know what I mean? There's always someone to talk to, there's always someone there for you. And he realizes that like he could talk to somebody and not feel like shit and you would want to die. So it kind of telegraphed that about halfway through the movie when he started warming up a little bit and you're like, all right, well, I kind of get this now. I kind of see where we're going. But overall, it was a good movie. It's a good watch. Tom Hanks wouldn't say it's his best performance because he has a tough time being the asshole, especially in this. Like, he's a good war guy. He could be like the mean commander. It's like I'm saving Private Ryan and uh, that one that's on Apple where he's in charge of the boat. I don't want to say it's called something with an M, but he's like the tough guy commander. He does a lot of serious roles, obviously, um, like Apollo 13, like emotional movie, but he was like the serious guy. But this was more like he was mean and he's not like a mean person in real life. I don't think I never met him, but I I just couldn't believe that he was this mean of a person, even with the backstory. And it's like, oh, I get it. Like, you know, people go through shit and shit happens to you. You just got to deal with it. But it just never he never really made it believable for someone to be like angry tom hanks huh like it was just like oh it's tom hanks playing an angry guy where for an actor like tom hanks there's sometimes where he takes a role and like you get lost and you you believe he's that person you know and you're rooting for him and stuff and this was just one of those you're like it just doesn't seem believable that tom hanks can be a mean person like this. like he was overly mean at some points where you could tell like not even if i was the nastiest person in the world i wouldn't react like that it just seemed like he was going out of his way at points to be a dick, and it just seemed unbelievable to me. So, six out of ten, probably won't watch it again, just because you kind of see what knows, you know it's going to happen. But if you haven't seen it and I ruined it for you, I'm sorry. I'm going to put a spoiler alert on the front of this one. Um, so yeah, it's it, it is what it is. Like obviously, suicide's not good, but people do it. I recommend you don't do that. But um, that wraps up the movie review. For this week, um, I started watching that show on HBO. I'm terrible with names. I just, it was that show with uh, Elizabeth Olsen. She plays Candy, the lady from Texas that like sleeps with the neighbor and kills the neighbor. Jessica Beale did a similar one on Netflix. So the story isn't that outdated. Um, but yeah, I started watching that. So maybe we can review that or I don't know. We'll see where it goes. But again, appreciate the listeners. If I've spoiled this for you, whatever. If not, you know, hopefully you have some comments you could leave or tell me I did a shitty job. Still working out the kinks on how to do a movie podcast. Obviously, it sounds sometimes like I'm just rambling on. I lose the pot, but um, I should just read off the goddamn Internet like what's happening so I can just explain it from there. We'll see. But don't forget to subscribe, like wherever you get your podcast from Apple, Spotify, all of it. And we will pick this up again tomorrow. Let's go heat.